Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, we got a pretty good uh, setup here to talk Phoenix Suns basketball right now. It's Wolf and Luke. Kevin Ray is in for Wolf today. And, okay, Ray, we got Eddie Johnson right now on the Arizona Sports Line joining us. So we've, we've reunited the two of you. I know you've been apart for like 12 hours, I'm sure. I'm sure this is just what EJ wants. Eddie, what's up? I'd rather have Wolf tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Basinonians. You're working on it. You're getting there. I'd say I learned my okay, lesson. Work, work, work on your wolf voice while we're talking. Okay, <laughs> Eddie, I didn't ask you how you were doing today. Last time I asked you how you were doing, you're like, how do you think I'm doing after that game? So this time, after the game last night, I just asked you what's up. You know, look, I'm not shocked by anything this season. Just, just look at what we're seeing here. I mean, we're seeing teams get blown out. We're seeing a defending champion went on the road. We're looking at a Western Conference that, you know, what, one game divides maybe 17. You know, if the Suns lost one more game, they could fall to the seventh spot. Uh, that's what we're seeing this year. And I think because of that, and Cambridge and I talk about it, teams are going to have to make deals. Uh, they're going to have to make deals to get an advantage because I don't think right now we can even guess or surmise who's going to come out of the West. It's just that close. And you know what? Parity is here, and I'm excited for it. I mean, over the years, we could just pencil in three or four teams that's going to get there for a period of time. We got really worn out with Cleveland and Golden State every year. And now we don't even know. I mean, the Eastern Conference is the same way. And I think that's beautiful basketball, and everyone has a chance. Yeah, you and I have, uh, you know, talked both on and off the air, Ege. It, it, the, the, the winners, the big winners of all this are the fans, because on a nightly basis you can tune in and see some great players um, – Put together great performances, you know, a la last night with the Joker, the two-time MVP who's mm-hmm. playing like he wants a third consecutive MVP trophy. Uh, Denver routing Memphis uh, a week after Memphis had just punked the Milwaukee Bucks, who right now are the best team in the league. But it's, it's changing on a, you know, about every third day. Yeah, it's... it's uh... It's amazing, K-Ray, it really is. And then obviously, you know, you're doing a radio show, I do a radio show, so we have to know about the league in general and talk about it. And so a lot of times we have to be partial, impartial, back and forth. But the bottom line is, yeah, the Suns are our favorite team, but I think we both really enjoy the fact that this is open-ended right now. And you got a lot of players, a lot of of teams with a lot of hopes, and the fans go to games now. And they can look forward to it, although they got to deal with the fact that their favorite player might not play, and that's another issue that has to be straightened up. Yeah. But overall, you really have to like the way the league is set up right now and the competitive spirit of all the teams. You know, the the bright spot, guys, uh, in last night's loss was the play of Landry Shamit because last night, and granted, you're not going to see Landry knock down nine threes every game, but you and I have had numerous conversations about Landry, uh, especially off the air, Eads. But you, you had a conversation with him last week where we were on the road. But last night was the first time since he's put on a son's uniform that I felt like he played freely. Because mm-hmm. Landry's biggest opponent, in my mind, has been him. 
like his mind. Like he puts these limitations on himself when he steps on the floor. And last night, I felt like for the most part, he didn't do that. But there was even two or three other times where he could have been more greedy and more selfish. Yeah, I mean, sometimes players, they try to search for perfection. And this is maybe how they were coached when they were young, how they really, I think, uh, accepted that that push to get better. And they kind of include the word perfection. They think they have to be perfect in everything that they do. But life is imperfect. Perfect is a lie, okay? That's the biggest lie in the dictionary because nobody's perfect. But what you can do is you can lean to the other side of 70, 80% and know that you're going to fail maybe 30%. And I think when players start to understand that, those are the ones that really stand out. Like he's watching one every night in Devin Booker. Like Devin doesn't care. Like Devin went, what, 6 for 22 a few games ago? And what did he do after that? He had 58. He doesn't care. And I think Landry Landry has to get to that point where he just doesn't care. And and that's what I said to him. I, I didn't say anything to him that I wouldn't say to anybody, that I didn't remind myself of when I played. It's like, Eddie, you're only as good as your last game, and you can't worry about what people think. Because I always develop that. I'm like, look, when I leave, when I leave this life, I know K-Ray's going to miss me. Luke, you might miss me. I'll miss you. You know, but most people, they're going to miss me for about three days. <laughs> and they're going to go on with their life. So why should I worry about what they think? No, I only worry about what the people close to me think and what I think as a person. And in having that mindset, you push yourself forward, man, through tough times. And you don't worry about people's feelings. You go for it. And that's what I told them. Just go for it, man. Like, just go for it. You can score. Like, don't worry about what people think. Don't worry about 0 for 5. Just go. And money is going to control what you do. If he doesn't like what you're doing out there, he'll take you out. And guess what? Live for the next game. Yeah. That's the mentality you have to have when you're coming off the bench, especially as a sixth man. You can't worry about that stuff because you don't borrow time. And I think Landry showed that last night. And I'm just feeling like he's going to stay with that, man. I think sometimes you have to be pushed. And I think a lot of people have been pushing him to be more aggressive. And I was just one that one of those hundreds that probably had that conversation with them. So I'm not taking credit for that. I was just a reminder of what people probably have been telling him consistently. Talking to Eddie Johnson, uh, Eddie, when you look at the depth of this team, and you mentioned Landry Shamit. I mean, Damian Lee's had some really good games. He was quiet last night. Bismack has made an impact. Dwayne Washington. How do you feel about the depth of this team through the the, the lens of of being a title contender? Look, we have enough. Okay, like we have enough to be able to do it, but who wants to just go with just enough? You want to be greedy. Yeah. And I'm sure if an opportunity is out there, especially with the Jay Crowder situation, uh, that why not go out there and try to find somebody that's going to help this team even more? Oh, and then, you know, after the All-Star break, you're going to have, obviously, you know, the waiver situation. You're going to have buyouts of contracts. You have a lot of different things going on. You want to continually build, continually build your team because you want that chip. Like, you want what Golden State snuck up and got last year. And they did. And they took advantage of it, and they got one. And maybe they're paying the price this year because they can't win a road game. They might not even make the playoffs based on how they're playing. But guess what? They got a chip last year. 
guess what? The Lakers got a chip two years ago, even though they haven't you know, done anything the last two years. So that's what we want our team to be able to achieve, is to be able to get that success. And the only way to do it, you got to keep building yeah, and look, the I think as Monty addressed this just briefly last night, but the fact that the the ownership, and I know it still has to get approved, but the ownership um, kind of saga coming to a close brings clarity at a much-needed time for James Jones. Brings a lot of clarity. A uh, lot, of, lot of questions out there and, and hats off. You know, to Sarver in that instance. Uh, he, just, he said he's going to sell the team. He did. He didn't drag it on through the whole course of this season, which he could have. Uh, I like what he said in his remarks about the new owner. Uh, and obviously, he's excited. I mean, he's got four billion reasons to be very excited. Uh, but I think the fan base is very excited, too, because I think we get some you know, solidification now. You know, it's like it, we know. We know maybe where the direction is going. You know who the owner is going to possibly be. And, you know, and all those things with this franchise. Uh, look, this is Phoenix's baby. All due respect to all the other pro teams that's in Phoenix. Yep. The Suns are their baby, okay, and always will be. And and they have emotions toward all of this. And so if it's good to just see this thing starting to just get to a point where, you know, it gets solidified. And, and, and obviously my thoughts is with the other minority owners with this team, uh, and, and they have no control over what happened and where they're going to end up, will they have a chance to still maybe be a small part? Uh, we just don't know. But right now we know it will be new ownership, and that's a good thing. Eddie, we appreciate the time as always, man. Thank you. Hey, you right, and, and, uh, uh, De- and DeAndre and Mikhail love each other, so people stop. <laughs> yeah, me, me and K Ray can argue all day long, okay? But we're brothers; we love each other. You have your differences. DeAndre and, and, and Mikhail had their differences last night. They were flustered. They went at it. Monty came into the middle of it to seize it because he was trying to work on the next play out of the huddle. It happens all the time, right. so people stop. Good stuff, right. Eddie. Thank you, man. We have, a, have a great show at right. the water boy today, man. Oh, yeah. Will do. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. See you, brother. That's uh, Eddie Johnson joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Yeah, look, the the DeAndre McHale, I don't – do people really think they have an issue? Is that – I mean, I guess <laughs> – Well, I, I guess, look, that, that's part of it. it. It really, I think, did get started between, between those two. Yeah. But because Monty got involved, you're yeah. like, oh, see? There well, they go again. Because you look at Monty and you're like, it's like, that's like you got in trouble with dad. Like DeAndre and Mikel, come on. First of all, I'm trying any- to run a huddle here, man. Does, does anybody have a problem with Mikel Bridges? If you told me, like, oh, you know who the problem on the Suns is behind the scenes, Mikel Bridges, I, it would be the most shocking turn of events in sports history if Mikel was. was that boy wakes up with a huge smile on Seriously. his face every morning. 